from 9 to 10 p.m. Auguri e buone feste da Mario Marasco, la bella Italia, voce latina e buon anno a tutti. Thank you. Opinions given in the following program do not necessarily reflect the policy and guidelines of the radio station, but are their personal statements. Canada and to the world. This is your acting host, June Javier, greeting you. Buenas noches, amigos y oyentes. Bonjour, buenas noches, buenas Good evening, everyone. Good evening, world. Welcome to our show, Arasna Radio Magazine, Wednesday edition. This show is delivered in English and will run from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. You are tuned in to CHHA 1610 a.m., Radio Voces Latinas, the voice of the community. You may also catch us on the airwaves at Rogers Cable Channel 951 or internationally at chha1610am.ca. Simply get to the website and click on the Listen Live button. This is the only Canadian-based Latina radio station in the world, right here from Toronto. Our host and producer, Kuya Ramon Caretas, will be back by next week. He just arrived in the country, and he's still sleeping the lag away. In the meantime, we bring you segments of our greetings, news, trivia, life hacks, music, poetry, and more. Stay tuned with, and be with us. Sit back, relax, and enjoy our show. And as a bonus, ladies and gentlemen, we actually have three, not one, not two, but three guests for our show tonight. Again, this is your acting host, June Javier. Okay, before we actually begin our programming, we would like to do our shout-outs. Happy listening to Zachary Davies, Joshua Javier, Jan Javier, Florence Javier, Lalane Sam, and Vladi Appen. Stephen Bizzo, Phoenix Friendship Society, The Dazzlers Entertainment, and Jay Javier, Digital Media. Also for the birthdays, starting with Monday, September the 2nd, Emma Tixai, Editha Viernes. Tuesday, September 3rd, Sofia Benson, Christopher Balanag, Irish Esteban Balanag, Jendis Riliera, my nephew, Grant Cabrera. And for today, Wednesday, the 4th of September, Jimmy Kwan, Ada Bisnar, Molinas Gutierrez, Tina Marie Duncan, Alma Floresca Perez. And we'll continue with our shoutouts and birthday greetings in a few. Again, this is your acting host for tonight, June Javier. And as we promised, we have one, 
two free guests for tonight and I would like to introduce them or I would like to ask them to introduce themselves so here we go Dee Good evening everyone my name is Dee I'm your Miss Galaxy Etobicoke for Canada Galaxy Pageant and I live in Toronto working as a registered nurse a fashion model and a beauty queen Wow that's Dee Okay, we have next. Hi everyone, my name is Jessica Victoria Chinkino. I am 21 years old and I am Miss Asia Pacific International Canada. This September, I well in a couple of days, I will be going to the Philippines to be competing in the international pageant. Thank you. Awesome. Good evening, everyone. My name is Denisur Katakutin. I'm 20 years old. I go to York University for my bachelor's in education, and I'm also the newly crowned Miss Canada Petite 2019-2020, and I will be competing in Mexico next July. Wow. So there you have it, folks. All beauty queens inside the booth right now. <laughs> Aren't we lucky that way? Kuyaruman, you're missing out. <laughs> anyway... Uh, we would like to welcome our guests for tonight and they are here to speak about their advocacies, their beliefs, their opinions and we will get right back to that. In the meantime, we would like to offer them, uh, our listeners, the news for today. Okay. U.S. and Taliban reach agreement in principle on Afghanistan and voices. Washington CNN, President Donald Trump's special envoy for Afghanistan said Monday that the U.S. and the Taliban have reached an agreement in principle, in quotes, pending final approval by the president. Envoy Zalmay Khalilzad told Afghanistan's Tolo News that a draft agreement will see the U.S. pull troops from five bases across Afghanistan within 135 days as long as the Taliban meets conditions set in the agreement. If the deal proceeds, the withdrawals could mark the beginning of the end of America's longest-running war, a nearly 18-year conflict triggered by the terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001 that has cost billions in taxpayer dollars and cost more than 23,000, no, 2,300 American lives. The agreement could lead to the gradual draw uh, down of all of the almost 14,000 U.S. troops in the country, fulfilling a long-standing goal and campaign pledge of the presidents, just as the most intense period of the 2020 election campaign gets underway. Trump said that the U.S. would be reducing troops very substantially in quotes, and it was important to maintain a presence because Afghanistan is the quote, Harvard University of Terrorism, end quote. In the meantime, Huawei is a Chinese-owned company, denies U.S. allegations of technology theft. Paris, beleaguered Chinese telecom giant Huawei on Tuesday denied accusations reported in the Wall Street Journal that it stole technology from a Portuguese inventor, accusing him of, in quote, taking advantage of the current geopolitical situation. 
The U.S. Department of Justice is looking into the claim potentially adding to existing criminal charges against Huawei, the WSJ reported last week. Huawei, considered the world leader in super-fast 5G equipment and the world's number two smartphone producer, was in May swapped into a deepening trade war between Beijing and Washington, which has seen punitive tariffs slapped on hundreds of billions of dollars of a two-way trade. Okay, those are our um, news for today. I would like to continue about the Huawei. The allegations are false. Mr. Oliveira's claim of patient infringement that the Portuguese inventor Rui Pedro Oliveira, who claimed Huawei met him and then essentially ripped off one of his designs in order to produce the Huawei and Vision 360 panoramic camera. Alright, the US States, United States is pressing allies with mixed success to reject Chinese 5G technology, especially from the giant mobile company Huawei. Washington fears that Huawei will provide Beijing with a way to spy on communications from the countries that use its products and services. In the meantime, we would like to dedicate a song to our guests and to our listeners.
June Velasquez, our Asia's bird, <laughs> bird song. Okay, sorry. Uh, I wanted to go back to our guests. Let's start with D. Um, D, what is your advocate? So my advocacy, I actually have a couple, but the main thing that I really focus on is inclusion. Inclusion in terms of the LGBTQ community. So I have not mentioned this before, but being part of this colorful community as part of the LGBTQ, I find that there is a need for inclusion of my community in all aspects of industries. Thank you. That is very good. Really appreciate that. Not too long ago, I was uh, repeating the news about you know, an incident in the Philippines about the LGBTQ, and I really feel for the community. My daughter is a strong advocate for that. Okay, um, we go to Deniser. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, Deniser, what is your advocate? So my advocacy, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Um, so my advocacy is actually on female empowerment. Um, I want to be able to show people and educate them on my belief of what feminism actually is. Um, to show people that there can be such a thing as gender equality. And hopefully during my reign as a beauty queen, someone that uh, young girls tend to look up to, hopefully I will be able to educate people more on that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I like that one too. And before we go to uh, Jessica, we're going on a station break, but we'll be right back, folks. Don't go away. We still have many interesting questions and interviews for these three very, very beautiful <laughs> and really, really community-oriented individuals. So stay tuned. Don't, we'll be right back. CHHA 1610M, lo studio centrale, la sede al 22 Wanderley Drive in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, posto al code EM6B2N9. Radio Voce Latina, la prima stazione etnica della comunità, una stazione radio in Canada. E la stazione Radio Voce Latina è San Lorenzo Latin American Community Center e il numero telefonico è 416-782-2953. E c'è anche l'email info-vocelatina.ca. You are listening to CHHA 1610 AM Radio Voces Latinas, Canada's first ethnic and community radio station, owned and operated by San Lorenzo Latin American Community Center. Central studios are located at 22 Wenderley Drive in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Postal code is M6B2N9. Telephone number is 416-782-2953. The Caravan of Hope continues to merge its journey to Latin America, giving solidarity to those in need. To make a donation and to find out how we make our solidarity a reality, visit caravanofhope.net. Caravan of Hope Global Aid, working and helping others, today, tomorrow, and always. The San Lorenzo Church invites you to be a part of the Holy Mass at 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. every Sunday. 
located at 2981 Dufferin Street, one light south of Dufferin in Lawrence. Listen live to our afternoon mass at 1 p.m. through CHHA 1610 a.m. For confessions or pastoral meetings, call 416-782-2953. And we're back, and we're going to interview Jessica. Yay, it's your turn, Jessica. Uh, I could see from your um, bio here that you actually you were Miss Earth Ontario 2017, yes. Miss Earth Canada, first runner-up, Miss York Region 2018, and currently Miss Asia Pacific International Canada 2019. Yeah. Don't you ever get tired of that? <laughs> 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 like year and by year by year, you just keep they just keep on coming yeah, the titles. I've really only been doing pageants for about two years, so I'm fairly new to it, and I'm not tired of it yet um, because it has brought so many benefits in my life, and I really enjoy it. So it's great. Wow. Okay. So, as a Miss Earth um, title holder, yeah, I'm interested to know what your advocacy is. So my advocacy is mental health awareness and suicide prevention, um, not involving the earth, unfortunately. Um, however, this is something that is so close to my heart, and I am currently the ambassador of mental health for the Youth and Parents Association of Markham, which is a nonprofit uh, organization in Markham. So through that, I raise awareness and funds through hosting events and going to youth groups and things like that. Wow, so if we needed somebody as an ambassador for mental health, you are the one to approach. For sure, I love it, especially among the youth. I love working with children. Yes, yeah, so actually mental health issues are re really new. A lot, of, uh, as are, a lot of people are still stigmatized. I'm not, but it took a while for me as well. And it's not a very easy issue to deal with. Yes, and I've had first-hand experience on that one. So I know it must be hard for other youth, right? Exactly. Especially the youth, because they don't. A lot of them don't don't get diagnosed until their adult lives. Exactly, and that's why I think it's so important to open this discussion at a yes. young age, yes. so it breaks the stigma earlier, and they're more comfortable with speaking about this if they do have problems in their lives. Yeah, very good. I like that one. Okay, let's go back to D. I'm interested <laughs> in this one. Okay, lately there was, I'm not sure if all the LGBTQ uh, community has heard about the Philippines, an incident about, um, there was an outrage actually, an outpour of uh, outrage here, because, uh, I mean in the Philippines, because I think it was a transgender who wanted to use the ladies' washroom and that was a big issue what is your take on that one so i'm clearly aware of this issue and i myself was somehow affected by it i truly believe uh, respect respect is key to everyone and it goes both ways so not just to the lgbtq community but the people who are non-lgbtq we are very progressive here in canada because as we are aware we already have uh, gender-neutral washrooms in almost, I would say, majority of our establishments, meaning there is an option for people, whoever they are, whichever they want to identify, they can use male, female, or the neutral washroom. Unfortunately, that's not the case in the Philippines. So I find with this example, it is a very good highlight that there is a need for change 
and that change will start with of course the LGBTQ community to empower themselves and really stand up for their rights and at the same time be open to hearing what the non-LGBTQ people have to say so it's both yeah, ways I think it's all of humanity mm. it's not only for that remember we're as we, you said we're progressive in Canada mm. it's not only the gender-neutral um, gender washrooms that are involved we have family oriented washrooms as well exactly. and actually women who breastfeed yeah so a lot of those are still a lot of us are still stigmatized about it and yes. especially there in the Philippines because we don't have we don't have the we haven't prepared for it yet exactly yes. and i think like over the next five years the philippines will catch up especially now that the world is becoming smaller everyone is becoming more aware okay. and then there are so many resources available online other people so we're at the right track but again like any journey it's never easy yeah. to get to the goal we're not there yet we're not there yet okay <laughs> anyway let's deal with Jennifer I can see your title Miss Canada Petit <laughs> 2019-2020 wow okay and you're like female empowerment Canadian Women's Foundation and how would you describe the empowerment that you have experienced? For me, I think what I learned over the years being in university, I've actually studied a lot on English literature and through that there's actually a lot of stories about feminism, a lot of different stories and takes that women have on their role in society. And so I want to share those kinds of stories because I feel that it's often not heard. And like you said, there's a lot of things that are stigmatized and I think it's including feminism for sure. I think that people rarely focus on the different branches of it and they focus solely on the radical feminism that's kind of demonized in the media. But the truth is there's so much more to that and women really aren't getting all the respect that they should have. Um, but I think even through pageantry, I've learned that women can definitely empower themselves. They can learn from one another, and I would love to learn from these ladies who are sitting right next <laughs> to me. Um, that would be fabulous. I think there truly is sisterhood in pageantry. Yes, I believe that as well. Yeah. Percent experience. <laughs> 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 but that was like years ago. Now, actually, the last title I had turned over was last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have like three titles to my name and that's why I'm so interested with empowerment as well we know yeah. there are still countries where the female mm -hmm. is a second-class citizen it's very yeah. true and so I, I think here in Canada like you said we are progressive mm -hmm. but even on a day-to-day -day basis there's little things that we don't really pay that much attention to you know like saying things like oh you run like a girl you mm -hmm. throw like a girl things like that I think I want to reverse that stigma and somehow show people how that context can truly hurt a growing girl's future and that's right yeah. and also some with very confused like mental health yeah this one thing that it will cause that to bullying exactly. is another thing I think those those are powerful advocates that all three of you have and I really appreciate that a lot of youth like yourselves yeah. and beauty queens like <laughs> yourselves are stepping up to the plate yeah and I it's think it's really important yeah and it's not only about beauty mm -hmm. it's a strong advocacy for the community and I like that I love that one so uh, good job and I would like to um, mention that Dee actually 
he actually has you have plenty i know you have many titles i only have uh, two other titles two other titles that's yeah. plenty <laughs> yeah, two is more than one of course <laughs> it's more than that's plenty um but besides besides that i know that you love animals yeah and pets and uh, like adoptions and stuff like can you um describe it to us um, yes of course so part of my childhood growing up i've always had animals in my life maybe a bird a fish or dogs or cats i've always had one and Coming here to Canada, it was such a big change for me because it took a while for me to start having pets again. So this year, I'm starting small. So I finally got a fish can. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> so small. <laughs> very small. However, with this change in my life, I find it's important really to also um, bring out the message to society that animal adoption is very helpful. And it's um, actually really relevant in, in, in cur at current times because a lot of us are pet owners mm -hmm. and the way we get pets, sometimes we buy them from breeders or pet stores. Um, instead of doing that, why not choose adoption? Because not only are you saving an animal from the streets, you're also helping that shelter save more animals. So if you imagine, adopting one dog can actually save two lives because you're not only taking one dog and giving it a home, you're also making room for another dog to be in that shelter. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I am also partnering up with uh, Toronto Humane Society, which promotes adoption. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I told my kids I'm not a pet lover, but actually I have this wonderful Marky and this wonderful Siberian kitty <laughs> growing up together and they're inseparable. Okay. So anyway, um, I would like to mention to you that uh, Jessica is majoring in anthropology and minoring in women's studies. So it's almost like related whatever <laughs> you've got going here. This is good stuff. This is a very good combination of uh, beauty and brain and principles. I really appreciate that. Um, we're going into a station break, but when we come back, Jessica will talk about being the women, uh, the woman in the studies. So I would like to, you to share that as soon as we have our station break. Sixteen ten AM. 
from Toronto, Canada, CHHA, 1610 AM, the voice of our community, because we are a part of your daily life. Listen to us all around the world. Visit chha1610am.ca for new content daily. Breaking heartache will be haunting me 
CHHA, Toronto Radio is the first and only Spanish radio station in Canada. This station has a select collection of non-Spanish programming. Please listen to the following from Toronto to the world. La Bella Italia, Italian music program hosted by Mario Marasco. Monday to Friday from 10 to 11 p.m. and Sunday 9 to 10 p.m. Oras na Radio Magazine, English spoken word and music program, Wednesdays 8 to 9 p.m. Hosted by Kuya Roman Caretas with your co-host, yours truly, June Javier. Labor News English Spoken Word Program, Thursday, 8 to 9 p.m. Mr. Beast Bounce English Spoken Word Program, Friday, 8 to 9 p.m. Mediation Station English Spoken Word Program, Sunday, 8 to 9 p.m. And we're back. That was a really unusual choice of music. It's by Damon Carroll, The Lonely. I kind of looked it up from the archives. <laughs> so we're going back to um, Jessica. I would like to you to describe, if possible, my minor in women's studies. Minoring in women's studies at the University of Western Ontario. And I think I've really been interested in women's studies, um, mainly for the reason why when a lot of, when I tell people that I'm taking women's studies, a lot of people are thrown off by the word women, but I think it's so important that everyone understands that women's studies is not just the study of women, mm -hmm. but there's something called intersectionality, and this is the inclusion of people who have been oppressed through all sectors of life. So this can include ethnicity, class, physical disability, sexual orientation, all of the above. So I think it's so important that everyone understands that it is not just gender inequality, but everything that has that have people have been oppressed throughout history. That's really very interesting because all three of you are talking almost of the same thing in different ways, and that's really interesting. One is empowerment, one is gender equality, and the other one is humanity. You know, and then pets. As <laughs> 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 they all part of family, they're so family community oriented, and I really, really appreciate that. Um, tell me. What made you join these pageants besides the advocacy? Uh, let's start with D. So I decided to join Canada Galaxy Pageant in the Ms. Division because uh, I was so drawn to their theme, which is inclusivity. This is, I think, uh, one of the only pageant systems in Canada that has opened its doors to all types of women. So I mean, uh, women who are married, women who are at a different age range, women who have disability. So that to me is very empowering as what all the other girls have been mentioning earlier. And I find that it's really good to support a system that supports all women. So that's why I joined. Awesome. What about you, Jessica? So growing up, I did participate in modeling. However, recently when I participated in pageants, I realized that people are actually listening to you and you have a platform and a voice to speak on whatever you feel passionate about. So this is why I've been doing pageantry as of recently. I would like to be an advocate for mental health and suicide prevention awareness. And recently I am really grateful to the organization that I am a part of, IPEN, and that they have allowed me to enter the Miss Asia Pacific International Pageant. That's good. And Dennis, sir? 
Well, in all honesty, I first joined the pageant because I had actually one pageant experience beforehand, and I wanted to redeem myself. I wanted to show people that I could do so much better than I did in the past, so I worked for almost an entire year to prepare for my pageant, and then when I had heard that they had a petite category, I thought that was really crucial because that's something that is rarely offered to beauty queens because usually you're either 5'7 or above and that's kind of what the focus on pageantry is but I think what um, Miss Canada Globe Productions has done is shown people that petite women can also be role models, that we could do modeling, that we can definitely do all of these things that women of that more desired height, let's say, could do. So I think that's such an amazing thing for me to also advocate, especially someone who's whose advocacy is on female empowerment. So I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah, I think some of the pageants nowadays, it's like um, now it takes any height, yeah, any gender, any race, creed, mm -hmm. yeah. religion, regardless of your political points of yeah. views, I think it's more open now. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, there's still parts of the world where uh, we're still close-minded. Yeah. Like I said, women are still second-class citizens. Very true. And some, in some countries, what do you think about women who are not actually allowed to study? Like, go to school and have an education. What would you think? What I do you think about that? I think, honestly, that's, to me, education is so important because I'm in school to become a teacher. And I think everything starts from education, really, like from the ground up, because uh, it gives you the ability to think on your own, to be able to purchase a house, or be able to live a healthy lifestyle. I think that people have to be aware of what the world has to offer. And in order to do that, I think women should be given that education, because otherwise they'll continue to be oppressed. And people are continuously going to take advantage of them in a patriarchal society. So I think that doing things such as women's studies, like Jessica's doing, is an amazing thing and I think that more women should be encouraged to get into that and as a beauty queen as beauty queens I think that that's something we have to push forward for sure mm -hmm. so Jessica what do you think about uh, women not being able to get an education because they're not allowed by law mm -hmm. or by yeah. the religion or by their community so yes. I think this is extremely detrimental especially on humankind you don't know who we are preventing on getting education who may have the cure for cancer or other diseases. So I think cutting out about half the population is can harm all of us. And I think that's why we really do need feminism. I recently spoke to one of my friends in here in Canada and she said, I don't think we need feminism personally because I haven't experienced anything. And I think it's important that we all understand that different women all across the world have different experiences that prevent them from doing things. So I think it's so important that we all recognize that there are different kinds of women and we all need to work together in order to enable us to achieve our goals and dreams or whatever they may be. Okay, uh, well said. What about Dee? What do you think about, actually not, not only women, um, some communi communities actually do not allow certain people to go to school, not only women, but mostly, most prevalently, women in the last few years. So what do you think about not being able to get an education? So just to add on on what the other queens have said, I truly believe that education is a key, is a tool for success. 
education enables people regardless of gender or whoever they are to gain knowledge and knowledge is power power to better themselves power to survive in life and power to achieve their fullest potential so if someone is prohibited from gaining or having access to this power then they're not given the equal opportunity to be able to become their fullest selves so i really strongly advocate for education i agree uh, some other things that we need to consider about education is that some communities or some countries do not allow women do not allow certain um, certain uh, race creed religion uh, sexual orientation a lot of those are in those countries are prevalent and they don't allow but the other thing too is uh, what about poverty what's your take on poverty like if you were too poor to get an education what do you think about that well i think that what we've achieved in canada is um, the ability for kids to actually go to to school all the way to high school without having to pay anything and i think that if we have that in third world countries and start developing that I think that we might be able to afford it in a sense. I know there's many different problems, many different issues that come with poverty, but I think that education is something that leaders are gonna have to take over. And for us to be able to speak out on it, maybe then there'll be more people who can hear this and more voices can come together and actually bring it forward because we can say whatever it is we wanna say, but if we're not taking action, then nothing's really going to happen and I think that that's so unfair to the children, to the women, to the men that aren't able to get this education. Very good. What about you, Jessica? What do you think about being too poor to get an education? Yeah. Well, first of all, I would like to say that we have so many resources in this world that I think if we split them fairly and really focus on every country equally, that we will stop this from being a problem, that I don't believe that people can be too much in poverty if we all work together. However, this does happen in the world and there are some cases. So I really believe that there's not just education in systems, systematic education. Children can learn in, in their homes, um, in their communities. So I think if they, if they are not able to achieve systematic education because of poverty, then they should be able to achieve this education in other places like home and community. That's right. Um, and it's up to us the, from the richer countries to help mm -hmm. our counterparts in other, sure. in, like in other parts of the world. Anyway, um, before I ask B, we're going into a station break really soon. And um, I want you to think about that. And I'll, I'll want the answer <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, okay? Stay tuned, folks. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The Caravan of Hope continues to merge its journey to Latin America, giving solidarity to those in need. To make a donation and to find out how we make our solidarity a reality, visit caravanofhope.net. Caravan of Hope Global Aid, working and helping others, today, tomorrow, and always.
CHEJ 1610 AM, Radio Voces Latinas, the first and only Hispanic radio station in Canada from Toronto to the world. Radio Voces Latinas, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at CHHA 1610 AM. CHHA 1610 AM, Radio Voces Latinas. More voices 24 hours through. Programming continues. Ciao, sono Mario Marasco, conduttore del programma italiano La Bella Italia. Sono trascorsi oltre 12 anni, voce latina. 16.10 AM, i programmi inizieranno il primo di gennaio 2018, da lunedì a venerdì dalle 10 alle 11 pomeridiane, mentre la domenica l'orario resta invariato dalle 9 alle 10 pomeridiane. Auguri e buone feste da Mario Marasco, La Bella Italia, voce latina e buon anno a tutti. and rhymes. Did you know one of the weird holidays originating from Australia? That's when the chocolate chip cookie was invented. The gods rejoice. When the white chocolate chip was invented, they were dubious. When the white chocolate macadamia nut cookie was invented, the gods and goddesses of construction stood up and took notice and bowed their heads in reverence. First book of Macadamia, chapter 6, verse 21. The nut itself was first discovered, at least among Europeans, by Alan Cunningham in 1828, but it took another 29 years for it to be renamed. It was named by Ferdinand von Müller, a German-Australian chemist and botanist, after his good friend John McAdam. In 1882, the trees were cultivated in Hawaii to help protect sugar cane, but they didn't come into agricultural cultivation until 1888. From there, it has consistently exploded into popularity and has become a mainstay of the nut industry. On the other hand, our first poem, really, our poem for the night is one of the greatest poems of all time. And it's titled, Road Not Taken, by Robert Frost. Two roads diverged in the yellow wood, and sorry, I could not travel both. And be one traveler, long I, long I stood, and looked down one as far as I could, to where it bent in the underbrush. Then took the other, as just fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted where, though as for that the passing there, had worn and really about the same. And both that morning equally lay In leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day, Yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, Somewhere ages and ages hence, Two roads diverged in a wood, And I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. And to me, what is the meaning of this poem, The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost? It means this poem deals with that big noble question of how do we make a difference in the world? 
On first reading, it tells us the choice that one makes really does matter. Ending, I took the one less traveled by. I, and that has made all the difference. These fantastic guests that we have right now are really traveling the, the road less traveled and really truly making a difference. And like I said, I would like these input on poverty if that prevents you from getting an education. What do you think about it, Lee? So I had time to think about it during the break and I really thought long and hard and actually looked up a little bit of statistics. So I checked the literacy rate uh, comparing a first world country to a third world country. So I'm going to compare Canada and the Philippines. Both countries have very high literacy rate. Canada has 99% and the Philippines has 95.6, so close oh. to 96%. So with the same, almost the same rates, how come poverty is crippling the education of the Filipinos in the Philippines? And one of the main reasons really is poverty. And I find this to be true from first-hand experience because I did grow up in the Philippines and I saw kids who are very smart, very talented, who are not able to pursue their degrees in education because of the lack of funds. And although there are programs such as scholarships to help them out, it is not enough in a global scale or in a nationwide scale to uh, fix the problem. So as a solution, I really think it's best if we cultivate the want to have an education at a very young age, starting with the very young children. Those kids at age three or four, let them start to read, teach them how to write, because if they have this cultivated in them, they would want to get an education. And despite all the turbulence and the uh, trials that may face them, they would work hard to get the education that they have wanted. I agree. Also, if you really want it, you'll get it. Yeah. I, I'm a firm believer of that because my family came from nothing and into something which was amazing. But, of course, I shouldn't say, if I can do it, you can too. I shouldn't say that because everyone's path is different. We travel the, lows, the road less traveled. We make a difference. I think that's all three of you. Uh, molded into one, one common goal, right? For equality, for human rights, and for the world to become a better place. Okay, so for now, uh, we're going to give our parting words. Um, we'll start with you, Jennifer. Okay, so thank you everyone for tuning in tonight. Um, I hope that you'll be able to follow me on my journey as well to Universal Petite. I have a Facebook page as well that highlights all of my appearances and everything that I'm talking about right now, especially my platform um, on Miss Canada Petite 1920. So that's Dennister Katakutin dash Miss Canada Petite 19 slash 20. So I hope you guys can follow me on there and then you can see my journey unfold and hopefully you'll support me all the way. Thank you so much. Okay, Jessica. Hi everyone, thank you so much for watching. I would like to say a shout out to my Tito Mario for giving me this opportunity to speak on the radio station and thank you Tito June for having us. 
everyone, I would really appreciate it if you would follow my journey to Miss Asia Pacific International. You can find me on Facebook uh, and Instagram, Jessica Cinchino. My last name is C-I-A-N-C-H-I-N-O. It's difficult Italian. I've dealt with that my whole life. But thank you so much again for having us. Okay. And Dee? So thank you very much for having me on your show. Uh, I really appreciate and I would like to invite everyone because my national pageant is coming up on the 28th of September at the Toronto Metro Convention Center. So it's for the Canada Galaxy pageants and I'll be competing for the Miss Division. And you can follow me on my social media platforms. For Instagram, it's Miss M-I-S-S underscore D-G-O, D-E-G-O or my Facebook page M-S dot D-E-E-G-O. Thank you. Okay, there you have it, folks. Um, our parting words, but don't go away. We have a second show after this show. And we would just like to quickly uh, tell you a few life hacks. I mean, a few life No, birthday greetings for the rest of the week so that they don't get mad at me. Okay, for Thursday, September the 5th, happy birthday, Amelia Arcilio, Alexandra Dutor Buionas, Sir Justino Morales, he was a high school teacher, one of my high school teachers. Okay. Friday, September the 6th, John Liriel Hililang, Mel Felipe Tan. Saturday, September the 7th, Fe Maderazo Solas, Helian Bandaay Lagging, Edison Floresca. And Sunday, September the 8th, Josie Chavez de Leon, Jennifer Camacho, Terry Erhino Barker, Shirley Lailana Kabatu, Maria Leonora Andrada, Evra Bayona Helilang, Jennifer Agripa Floresca, Michael Floresca Lachica. And thank you for our thumbs up last week. Andrea Colin Tinsai, Chris Ellen White, Papa Dom Belale, Cousin Mon Mendoza, Estefani Joy, Marisa Flores, Lizelle Moliari, Yuvi Helilang. And for tonight's thumbs up, Stephen Bissell, Zachary Davies, Bing Mariano and Pat Zurigo, thank you all for the thumbs up. Don't go away, and I'll just give you a couple of life hacks before you, I go. Okay, it's the most wonderful time of the year. No, it's not the holidays. It's back to school time. Sharpen your pencils, grab your notebooks, figure out your first day of school outfit that was yesterday. Can you tell I love back to school time? There's something so promising and magical about the brand new school year. Not for everybody, but now it's, start, it, it's time to start planning and organizing so that you can have the best school year ever. And our life hacks, we're going to continue that on our next show. Don't go away. We have our Filipino show coming up.
Advertise yourself at CHHA 1610AM. Call our sales department at 416-782-2953 or email us at sales at CHHA1610AM.ca. Learn about our great sales packages made right for you. Call now, 416-782-2953 or visit CHHA1610AM.ca. La Caravana de la Esperanza sigue recorriendo caminos para llevar más solidaridad. Haz tu donación. Visítanos en www.caravanofhope.net. Conoce la solidaridad hecha realidad. Caravanofhope.net. Hoy por ti, mañana por ti y siempre por ti. Caravan of Hope Global Aid. Ciao, this is Mario Marasco. I am the host of La Bella Italia in Voz Latina for 12 years. I want to invite you to listen to the best of Italian music Monday to Friday from 10 to 11 p.m. and Sunday from 9 to 10 p.m. Auguri e buone feste da Mario Marasco, La Bella Italia, Voce Latina e buon anno a tutti. Thank you.